Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, and this is the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit. Tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive, or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at nevertoolate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. In this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Debbie Rivers. She's an extraordinary dating coach who is always learning the latest advances in how the brain works, especially when it comes to love. Debbie shares cutting-edge tools with her clients. Her unique approach applies behavioral science, neuroscience, and attraction strategies to give you everything you need. She's a certified practitioner in coaching in Gottman Method Couples Therapy, a master neuro-linguistic programming coach, a certified master MBIT coach from Europe, and a certified matchmaker with Matchmakers Institute in New York. Visit her website to learn more at debbierivers.com au. Welcome, Debbie. I'm so glad that you're here today, and we're going to be having a fun conversation. I'm so excited to be back here. I love chatting to you. We have the best chats. Today's is going to be especially good, right? Absolutely, because we're going to talk about sex. Woo! <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's always something fun to think about. In dating, though, it can be difficult depending on where your mind is at and where your heart is at. True, true. I, you know, I think it's it's one of the, the questions I get asked by my clients all the time. When do you have sex? Does it matter? Does it make a difference? And, you know, some of them, some of them feel like they've tried following all the different rules and none of it works for them. So it's a really great question to be clear about before you get out there. Yeah. I was dating after I left a marriage after 21 years and found myself single in my 40s. It was such a different world. How do you go about dating? How do you go about having sex when your body's not the same? All of those questions yeah. that no one really gives you a clear answer on. No. So, you know, this is what I did. And I find it really helps. Mm -hmm. First, decide what you're looking for. So Absolutely. Right. So if you just want to have a good time and you don't have a lot of judgment about sex and you're not going to be heartbroken if a guy doesn't call you, you're pretty much allowed to go with the flow Yeah. because you're not going to get emotionally wounded if you never see the guy again. And the stigma, I think, has really diminished. 
about I think so although I, I sometimes think people have it within themselves if that makes sense so mm. you know people will often say I can go into having sex without any attachment but then they take meaning from the person not calling them and you know not being good enough so it really is tricky and I don't think it's just related to women it, it both for both men and women it can be a really tricky thing if you don't hear from them you have to be in a real strong emotional place to be okay with that. Yes, absolutely. That is, and that is my point, really. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay with who you are and what you've done and what's happening and what could happen. Because if you can't handle not hearing from somebody again, then you're not ready. Yes. So, but it's always a risk. So that's why I personally started waiting. I didn't only wait three days. You know, the rule of thumb Mm -hmm. is on the third day, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not interested in the rule of thumb. So I didn't do that. I waited a little longer. And when, as I dated more men, while I was looking for love in my forties, I waited longer. So, (laughs) you know, I'd wait six dates sometimes because I figured if a man was willing to go out with me and set up five dates and then Mm -hmm. set up the sixth one and still not have sex, he must like me. (laughs) I felt the chances were stronger. Certainly no guarantee. Or you could have six dates that are wonderful and then fool around. And then uh, by the eighth date, you all of a sudden you see something because you're still in that getting to know you process and something can happen on the eighth date. And you're like, whoa, I don't want that, you know, and then you change your mind. So yeah, so absolutely. What, what's your advice? Do you have a date or a, a number of dates or a feeling or what do you suggest to people? What I would suggest very much like you did, it's being clear about what you want. And a lot of people don't go into it being clear about what they want. If you want casual, absolutely go do that and get rid of the shame attached to it. If you just want to go and do that for a while, that's fine. But it's whatever you tell yourself around that. I, I think also... There is a lot of pressure out there. A lot of the women I coach will say that guys say to them, they expect sex on a third date. (laughs) (laughs) I expect a two carat diamond ring. We we all have expectations. What's it mean to me? You know, I don't care. Exactly. Well, are we expected to have sex? Because this is, you know, they come from a marriage, they're then single and they go, does that mean that's the way the world is? No. And I, I don't believe in putting a number on it either because when you put that number on it, it's a challenge for the guy. He'll get through six days, sleep with you, and then he disappears because he was just yeah. in there for the challenge, not for you. So when you meet someone and you have instant physical chemistry, that's one thing. You know, you know whether you've got it or not, but emotional chemistry takes longer to form. So if you go into that physical chemistry too quickly and you want a long-term relationship, you haven't had the chance to build the emotional chemistry up and it's out of whack and out of balance and sometimes it will fizzle out. So, you know, like I have clients that go, well, it's really embarrassing to have let's define the relationship talk. Yet if you can get naked with someone, take your clothes off and have sex, you should be able to say, what you're looking for before then so you know my thing is be clear I don't believe in putting a number on it like you say I think it should be when you feel safe and certain of where the relationship is if you want one 
Well, I, I would agree. I don't say people should wait to six dates because I do think it's very individual. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Yeah. Uh, I And sometimes it was only five or whatever. And I increased the length for my own emotional well-being, but I never mm-hmm. revealed what number date it was that <laughs> I would give it up, so to speak. No, I didn't create any challenges, but I have seen exactly that happen. So I agree with you. And yeah, there's no hard and fast rule because you know for yourself, you know, you're when you're willing to no. take a risk or not, you'd want to take a calculated risk. That's really what we're talking about. Yeah. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And that's, that's okay. That's the place you kind of have to be in. Absolutely. See, I think sometimes women will have sex for the wrong reasons. If I don't have sex, he won't like me. If I don't have sex with him, someone else will have sex with him. Oh yeah, I heard that one. If he has sex with me, it means he likes me. No. (laughs) Guys will have sex with anyone. (laughs) Or you'll, (laughs) no, not always. You'll hear the, the line from guys and girls to say, well, we need to have sex early on to see if we're sexually compatible. Yeah. And, or... The feeling of owing someone sex because they've paid for an expensive oh. date, <laughs> which you don't owe anyone anything because they mm. bought you dinner. Mm-mm. So sometimes there is all of that pressure around it. Sex does not mean anything nowadays. I always say that since sex is easier to find, easier to get, love is harder to find because people yeah. aren't invested in it enough and they look for the next best thing. So I think it's really important. Again, no judgment around sex. If you want a relationship, your odds of getting one is not to have sex on the first night. Agreed, for sure. Yeah. You know what? Physical chemistry, when it's that sizzling, like you feel like you could see the electricity kind of passing between you, uh, that's not an indication of long-term compatibility. No. No. But people think the chemistry was off the charts. That is nature's way of ensuring procreation and the Mm -hmm. continuing of humanity. But it is not an indication. Absolutely, it is powerful. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, and it would be an indication that you'll probably have a great time. But it doesn't mean that you'll be good together in other aspects of relationships or that you're destined to be together because the sex was so good or the chemistry was so powerful. Yeah, Yeah, and I I think that women fall into the trap and I've worked with a lot that go, well, I'm giving him good sex. Surely he's going to choose me to be in a relationship with. When I'm out, I'll often talk to a group of guys and, you know, ask them the questions. And I had a group of guys tell me that their biggest frustration with women is that they'll clearly tell the women they don't want a relationship, but the women don't listen. So yeah. they, they'll have sex, they'll they'll do whatever, and they try to change the guy's mind. Yeah. And the guys go, we're not going to change our mind. We are going to enjoy good sex. And they go, why don't women listen? But, you know, I think from the woman's point of view, it's a bit of a challenge too. Can I win him over? And the reality is you cannot win a guy over with sex. It's not going to change his mind about a relationship. He'll either want one or he won't. And sometimes, I don't know, guys, guys will say they're not judgmental, but unconsciously sometimes they have these stereotypes in their head that they wouldn't even admit to of who their wife is going to be. And, you know, you'll hear the odd story of, you know, 
they slept together on the first night and they've been married for 21 years. It happens, but it's the exception, not the rule. Agreed. That is a tough thing because I think the stigma has really been, a lot of it's gone about casual sex, not knowing somebody well and, or women being easy or whatever. I don't really think that is the way it used to be at all. But you no. are absolutely right. There are definitely some men who have those old-fashioned ideas in their head, and you don't know when you sleep with them on the first or second date who that man is. You know very little about him. So you don't know if he's going to have that judgment, mm-hmm. if he just wants to get you into bed because it's been a while for him and he just needs that togetherness, or <laughs> if it's going to mean something deeper, or if he doesn't know and he might be interested. There's just no way to know. I think it's best not to jump in. Personally, I have no judgment. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Do what's right for you, but really think about it. Yeah. The the other thing for women is when we do have sex, the, the chemicals that are released within us start to blind us in relation to the guy that we're with. And I see it with a lot of women. We've already gone there. So they they will stay with a relationship well longer than they should right so it kind of shuts down any ability to be rational and it often keeps them in a relationship that doesn't make them happy because they've already invested in it I could not agree more and I hear that a lot from my clients I'll be honest with you when I was dating in fairness I noticed that about myself too where it's like you know you you start to get attached really early which is another reason not to jump in And here's yet another reason. I enjoy dating a lot of men at the same time. Now, I didn't really want to sleep with a lot of men at the same time. So that's another reason why I held off. Because I looked at dating lots of different guys as hedging my bet. I never knew who would call me again. You know, who's going to call for a second date or a fourth date or there was no way to know. There was no guarantee about anything. So I was juggling different guys at the same time because any one of them could have fallen off at any time. I didn't really want to sleep with one and be dating all these other guys. And I thought that would be terribly confusing. I wanted to sort of use it as my weeding out process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then once I chose somebody, I'm like, all right, well, let's see how this goes. And I had already had four or five dates or whatever. And the person was consistent and called me. We got along. He treated the wait staff well, all those other things you're looking for. Mm-hmm. We had conversation, we laughed together, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, now let's see what happens. It's a great way to keep yourself from not getting prematurely attached before you properly vet somebody to know, are they worth my full attention? Absolutely. When you date multiple people without sleeping with them, it stops you being obsessive on one particular person and it stops that anxiety and the weird behavior that that can cause. There's a lot of talk about circular dating. It's funny when guys hear this, they get really upset by that thought. They think that it's not an attractive thing, but it helps you be objective and make a choice as long as, you know, you're not sleeping with them all. Listen, I have a male client right now and I'm telling him he needs to do that because he gets attached right away. And I'm like, it's not good for you. It's not good for anyone because you don't know enough about those women to be putting all your energy in yet. Date around a while and get to know who's going to be good for you because jumping at the first person, they might be the right one or not. Yeah, yeah. It really is a good strategy to take and again when when you 
are exclusive with someone and you feel safe to have sex with that person is, is quite a different thing. But, you know, going back to the three date rule, could you imagine dating a lot of people and being expected to have sex on the third date? That's just icky for me. It's like yeah. you wouldn't want to date that many, would you? you, you I don't know, like, yuck. When that comes into play, they're probably not thinking they're going to have to meet a lot of men. Yeah. For the women, I would say don't fall under the men's pressure, if that makes sense. It's important to do what's right for you. And if a guy says, look, it's three dates and that doesn't feel right for you, it is not a rule. And it's, it's when you feel comfortable. And again, make sure you have the conversation. Because the world hasn't changed that much that you can't say, are we looking for something serious? Are you looking for something casual? Like that's my first dating question I would recommend anyone ask because it tells you so much. The earlier you ask it, the easier Mm -hmm. it is to ask because there's no investment right up front. Oh, and the research says that people are honest when there's no investment. So at the beginning, you're more likely to get the guy, I'm looking for casual and you could go, okay, fine. I wish you luck. It's much easier then. Yeah, I agree. Or they might say, this is one of my favorite. I'm not looking for anything serious right now, but why don't we get to know each other and see what happens? (laughs) (laughs) Because he just said... I'm not looking for anything serious. That's all you need to hear. If you want something serious, (laughs) he is not your man. And he just was honest with you. So this goes back to why don't women listen? Listen to Uh the first half of the sentence. No, I'm not looking for anything serious. No, I just got out of something. No, I don't want a relationship. (laughs) However, they say that (laughs) at the beginning of the sentence, the rest of the sentence is irrelevant listen because guys will always make it clear I come across women that investing guys that are still living with the ex-wife oh no and I'm just like he's emotionally unavailable he wants someone in his life to make his life better but he's got no capacity for anyone else just to know there needs to be enough time they need to have moved out before they're available if you're looking for a relationship it's heartbreaking the women who write to me I get so many comments on my blog and it's just so heartbreaking how they're in these relationships with these guys who are separated or they say they're separated i'm sure there are women who do this too so i am not picking on men at all if somebody's still with somebody else for whatever reason i don't care how hard it is or why they haven't gotten divorced or separated they're not available you are totally on the money you and i are in complete alignment no way jose that's what i said don't go there Sometimes is it goes back to honesty. Some of the women aren't really emotionally available themselves. Yeah. So they want someone in their lives, but instead of being honest and going, well, I'm probably not ready. Let's both be in this situation together. They want to make it into something more than what it is. So maybe there is a time when you're in that transition and you want to experiment and do some of that stuff. Give yourself the permission to do it and be honest with yourself about what it is. That's a really good point because if you're just getting back out there and you can handle it, then that's a way to put your toe in the water. Just don't expect something casual to turn into something serious because that is more rare than diamonds. Once in a great blue moon, somebody (laughs) might make that transition from casual to going, you know what? I really like that person. Let's get serious. Generally, someone's dating agenda does not change mid-screen. 
ever. What I find is this yeah. is where men and women miss each other because women, we change our minds all the time. I don't want a relationship. I find the right guy. Yeah, I'll give up my dreams for that relationship. Men do not do that. Yeah. Men are Good pretty point. clear. They want a relationship. You can tell the guys that want a relationship, they go out and make it happen. The guys yeah. that don't want a relationship, they're pretty clear. They don't change their minds. So yeah. that is a big difference between men and women. Yes. And we think they're like us. No. <laughs> that is such a good point. We do change our minds or we like the challenge or whatever it is. All right. So how do we get to exclusivity? What's your take on that? Again, I think it's really clear. Have the conversation. There are steps that you can take to become exclusive. So I would be clear in the beginning, I'm looking for a committed, serious relationship. I wouldn't be having sex straight away. Like, like you said, I would be waiting till you're at the point where that exclusivity allows safety in a relationship. I would build that emotional connection before the physical connection because I can be more objective and the emotional connection takes time, yes. right? You know, I think the average to get to know someone is three months at least. It takes way longer, right? You yes. can be with someone a couple of years and go, wow, that still surprised me. Because people don't show you who they are. So you slow down to save time always. I just think that exclusive gives you the container for the relationship. So to me, I would be defining that. I'd see if we're going for the same goal. And guys will be clear. And there are some guys like women go, well, what if they lie to me? And some guys will. But I think that in all the cases I've come across that, most time your gut's screaming at you. Listen to it. Yes, I love that. I'm big on using your intuition, your gut instinct. Yeah. It's rarely wrong. There were times when I wish I listened to mine. I think that's right on the money. And there's no better advice, advice than listening to your gut because you know, a lot of times, you know. So I was listening to Evan Mark Katz talk about, he called it sexclusivity. And I actually really liked what he had to say. He was saying... The same thing we're talking about, ask up front what they're looking for. But when you're ready to have sex, if you want to be exclusive and define that before you have sex, then you could just say, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be intimate with you. And in order to do that, I prefer we're exclusive and we're not having sex with anybody else. You can say that and bring that up uh, when you're ready, if you want to. Not all women want to bring it up before they indulge. You can do it when you want to do it. But at some point, he's got to take the profile down. And yeah. you can't expect him to take the profile down after three days. That's why the, the longer you wait and get to know each other a little bit better, it's more sense to go, well, all right, let's see where this goes. But you can't yeah. do that after three dates. It's not enough time. No, you can't. I don't know why we're so scared to be vulnerable about that before we, we get really intimate because it kind of blows my mind that we can't have that conversation. For your own health and safety, you might not be sleeping with anyone else, but you want to make sure they're not sleeping with yeah. someone else, especially if you're having unprotected sex. And the stats of, of older singles are huge with sexually transmitted diseases. So Isn't it amazing? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah because, because there's no risk of pregnancy. I've done surveys where people just have never had an STD check. So you're exposing yourself. It could be life-threatening at worst. And just really inconvenient at least. But, you know, a lot of the, the diseases that we've done away with, I think I was reading something on syphilis is on the rise again. Oh, my God. Which, 
which is easily treated, but it's kind of mortifying. So I say those horrible, harsh realities because you don't want to be having sex with someone that's having sex with a lot of other people unless you do. If you want polygamy, if you want an open relationship, be clear about that. Know what you're getting into and have that honest, vulnerable conversation for women not using sex as a prize as such because it's not the prize. It's not, do you know what I mean? Like guys may have come out of a really sexless marriage, right? So that they meet the next partner. They want to know that they're not going to be rejected and shut down in the same way. But you don't have to give them sex to see that. You can give them warmth and the signs of what's to come without having sex. So yeah, I think just having that chat is your most important thing, right? And kind of set something in your mind to when you feel comfortable. Great advice. Let's move on to talk about how to keep the spark alive. I was listening to a podcast the other day that was brilliant. It was a it was a lady who she writes articles and she asks women about sex. And she was saying that a huge percentage of women had left relationships because they weren't sexually satisfied, which was surprising. In fact, more women than men. Really? And yeah. They weren't feeling satisfied and they didn't feel that they had the ability to be able to talk about it with the guys for a few reasons like they were afraid that they'd be attacked or shamed by the guy they were afraid the guy would leave them or they were afraid he'd compare them well my last partner really loved that (laughs) so they they didn't speak up for what they really enjoyed in their relationships but what they did find and I found this is fascinating is that when the women talked about having a good sex life, they talked about the things that happened outside of the bedroom. So he sent me warm texts throughout the day. When we were at dinner, he touched my leg, whispered into my ear. So it's all of those little things that you do before you get to the bedroom that keep sex alive. And I kind of, that's so true for women. And like for women, it takes them three times longer to get aroused than a guy does. So it's not always in that sexual experience. It's not all the things you do before. It's in giving her a compliment. And I often think guys ration compliments in relationships. They overuse it in that early stage of dating, first date, and then don't use it enough as it goes on. Yeah, that's probably really true. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's amazing. And I can really see how that would be because that true intimacy actually has nothing to do with sex. No, nothing to do with sex. So, you know, having those vulnerable chat builds a connection in the bedroom. The other thing that I would say that can be interesting for, for some younger guys, right? They've watched so much porn that they don't know what normal sex with a normal woman oh. is like. You know, because in a porn movie, she's ready straight away. She's not taking three times longer. So sometimes that expectation around sex can be totally wrong. And, And it really is about becoming exclusive with someone. When you build up that intimacy connection, makes it wonderful, like so much better than just having sex early on. Yeah. It also shows you when there's a willingness to please, that's really huge as well, because then yeah. it's not just about meeting your own needs or meeting his own needs, but you're really interested in pleasing each other. And that goes a long way to building intimacy too, because then you're thinking about the other person and mm-hmm. what's good for them. So I think that makes a big difference too. Guys 
were much more willing to tell the women what they wanted than the other way around. I love the Gottmans. They they talk about in their book, The Eight Dates. I love that book. Have you read it? No. It kind of gives eight dates that go on. And one, one of the dates that they, even couples that have been in long-term marriages, they go on on a sex date. So they, they talk about it very openly and honestly and then they recommend like you give a sex review but only positive after the fact you tell them what that you really loved that they did and what really worked for them wow which that takes real vulnerability right yeah for sure it would help to focus on what was good of course yeah and again being able to women's bodies are we change like oh, yeah. this time of the month, we may like this, this time we like this. So, you know, guys aren't going to know what you're going to want at what particular time and getting more able to be able to freely talk about it, but the positive stuff, because yeah. it is very personal and go, oh, I like that. Men will do more of what you liked and yeah. vice versa. So it's having open conversation that you can take all the way through your relationship can get better and better. But it takes, it takes courage to talk about this stuff. Yes, it really does. It takes courage. I agree completely. There is a lot of pressure talking to people. And I see women being as harsh on this as men. You know, women are discussing men's penis sizes a lot. Like, like it's a huge pressure, a huge expectation of what they want from men too. So it goes both ways. For the men listening to that, it's a horrible pressure to be under. I have this male client who's in his 30s and one of the first texts he got from a new woman he had been introduced to from a blind date was, do you have a micro penis? And I was like, what? Like, I know, isn't that terrible? I was like, what was she thinking? Oh, so if he says yes, you're not going to go out with him. As if any man would say yes to that anyway. Like, I I was horrified. Yeah. What about women who have kind of lost that loving feeling? Do you have any suggestions? Because there are women, you know, maybe there are older women or maybe they're younger women too, where they just lost that desire. What do you recommend? I find that that happens. Like that's life. We get busy. We don't take care of ourselves enough. There's two things. I think sometimes when you're single for a long time, it might just shut down that desire a bit because you're not getting enough of that yourself, right? Yeah, right. And I think it does come down to how you feel about yourself too. Like the older we get, it can it can feel tough. We don't feel as good about ourselves. So I kind of think getting in touch with your central side a little bit more, and you don't need to be in a relationship to do that, or even not putting a lot of pressure on yourself for that. It's all about how you feel about yourself. Maybe a makeover, maybe you're looking at what's getting in the way of you feeling okay. There are things you can do to what I call fan the flames of desire. And part of it is getting back in touch with your senses because Mm -hmm. sensuosity is about your senses. It's not just about sex. That could be taking bubble baths or getting a massage or having chocolate covered strawberries and champagne and remembering what that's like too, or getting yourself flowers or spending time really looking at the beauty of nature and really get back in touch with your senses that Mm -hmm. can wake up your sensuousness, your desire. And the other thing is you can remember times Mm -hmm. that were good, times when you were with somebody, times 
when you did enjoy yourself, times when pleasure was easy and remind yourself that pleasure is part of life. Yeah. Men look for a woman that's warm and kind and they like her to be intelligent too, but it's that warmth and kindness that just makes anyone instantly more attractive. Yeah. But I have to tell you that really hasn't changed. And that's often how they look at how to find a partner. They want to be with somebody who brings joy and fun and warmth to their life, who will add to their life. Just like women want somebody who will add to their life too. Well, we covered a lot of ground today. Thank you so much, Debbie. This was wonderful. wonderful. Thank you. I can't wait to have another conversation with you soon. For the listeners out there, we just want you to find love, right? Absolutely. There are so many wonderful single people out there. And, you know, it's never too late to find love. Thank you again, Debbie. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Ronnie and Ryan Love and Cosmic Coach thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit nevertoolate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping you make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you. Thank you.